Shotgun snap, back to throw, he hitches, he tackled, dropped for a sack, back in Cardinals territory by Dante Fowler Jr. And on third down and five, he gets the Cardinals off the field. Well, that's something we haven't seen either. Dante Fowler Jr. is able to, to corral Kyler Murray. He tries to escape the pocket. Great job of keeping his leverage, and that's the most important thing. You have to stay upfield and keep your outside arm free for the defensive end. He does a great job as he tries to get outside. He'll tackle him and get a sack. Hello and welcome to the playoff push and to a new episode of Rams Revealed. What a dominant performance in the desert. My name is JB Long. You know, the ones pitched a shutout on defense. They sacked Kyler Murray six times. That was a season high sack total for the Rams defense. And the author of one of them, Dante Fowler Jr. joins us from the facility in Thousand Oaks. Dante, how are you? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for having me. No, it's a pleasure to sit down with you. And what a difference a week makes. I mean, I want to get your perspective on this. I know the opponent has a lot to say in these matters but how was your group able to respond from what happened against Baltimore to the performance you put on the field in Arizona um we just put it past us and um you know we just looked at it as a new week and a new opponent um another team that's in our conference so uh, we knew that this was an important matchup um so we just wanted you know get that nasty taste out of our mouths you know during the weekend we practiced really good and when um we came Sunday we just wanted to go out there and showcase people what we're really about well you did that yesterday's uh, takedown of kyler murray brings your season total to seven and a half mm -hmm. meaning your next sack would be a career high if you can get it down the stretch yeah. how important are sacks to how you measure success on the football field um they're, they're important to be honest, just because, you know, um, it's hard to get sacks nowadays in uh, this NFL league, you know, with how fast they play, the, uh, how fast they throw the ball, you know, just, you know, the playouts of the games and, you know, how they're going sometimes. Some may be some games where, you know, we might just have to strap our chin straps, you know, a little bit tighter and, mm -hmm. you know, play physical football. And then some games where, you know, it gets to a shootout or maybe our offense is above um, you know, their team and they have to, you know, start throwing the ball and that's when we can really pin our ears back, you know. And I, so, you know, it's just things of that. But you just have to stay patient and just know that they'll come. And um, that's what I've been doing. And um, it's been a really good season. And um, I'm having fun. That's a great point. I mean, so much goes into a sack, maybe even on a previous down, right? It yeah. might take someone getting a run stuff early on. It might take the coverage behind you, making the quarterback hold it or mm -hmm. create confusion for just that extra yeah. extra beat for you to arrive yeah. and, and celebrate that moment, right? Yeah. And um, not even just with sacks, just like with pressures, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, if you're looking from the outside in and things like that, you know, you just, you know, of course you just want to see touchdown sacks, but, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes when, we, you know, some guys catch interceptions or if it's a broken up pass or pass and get there it's because a person put pressure on the quarterback and uh, I think that's a really big thing in today's game too not even if you just get the quarterback down but just how often are you getting to the quarterback and you know what are you doing to you know prevent the quarterback from making those perfect throws and you know lean into a second down or a third down or something like that yeah we absolutely love your sack celebration. I mean, I've attempted to describe it in real time before. Your flexibility <laughs> is outrageous. I think it's familiar to most of our listeners. They can probably visualize it, but I thought it'd be cool to hear you describe it. Like when you bring down Kyler Murray or another NFL quarterback, yeah. what happens next? Um, you know, I just do my little rock out kick. This is just when I go out and go out and dust my feet and I, I kick a uh, high, you know. You know, just a little rock out kid. It's something that we did in college. We was, you know, dancing around in my dorms in my sophomore year at UF and stuff. And, um, 
you know, we was just dancing and doing freestyling, dancing. And I ended up, it's my turn to freestyle. So everybody looking at me dancing, I ended up doing that. And it was like, man, I, that was tight. You should do that in the game. And I ended up getting a sack in the game and I did it. So um, ever since then, I just kept it. So you just dancing spontaneously, high kick, and then yeah, I just bow went down, and dust your shoes off, dust my shoes off, and, and now it's your signature move. It's my signature move. And there's an emoji that goes with it, and everything, right? You just adopted the guitar theme. Yeah, yeah. But like I always been saying, like we always been saying, like let's rock and stuff like okay. that, rock out and stuff. Since I was in college, not even college, like high school, like rock out, like you know that's what we do. So um, that's always been my motto. Uh, 6IXX. Does that have anything to do with this theme? Would I have any chance of wrapping my mind around of nah, what six, that comes that's from? That's what they just call me. I, they always been, I've been number six ever since Pop Warner. Okay. So they've been calling me six ever since. And then it just evolves into 56 yeah. eventually in your NFL number? Well, no, nah, people still call me six. I'm six. I mean, like, you know, 56 is my NFL number. Mm-hmm. And I got the number 56 because I was wearing five before I got six because I was, um, a huge fan of Reggie Bush and I was playing running back at that time and all I would do is watch Reggie Bush watch his highlight tapes every day and um, I wanted to wear number five because I think I was in peewees and midgets I wanted uh, I was playing running back so I just wanted to be like Reggie Bush and I wore number five and that was like one of my favorite numbers and then I got six so I just combined both of my favorite numbers when I got to the league, 56. Awesome. Reggie sure scored a few touchdowns in his day. One other highlight I want to talk about, week 10 in Pittsburgh, when you scoop and score a 26-yard touchdown. Yeah. Where does that rank on the coolest moments you've experienced as a football player? Well, that ranks uh, probably, uh, I would say, like, I have a lot of cool moments. I've been playing football since I was four, and I have a lot of memories, fun memories, just from just even playing in the backyard or just as a kid, but that ranks, you know, my top, you know, that's my second touchdown uh-huh. as an NFL of player and things like that. And the way it just hopped to me, like, <laughs> it's funny because like, I really be practicing those situations in like practice. The and scooping it, scores. The scooping scores. They're like, never like waist high yeah, though. Yeah, like sometimes like I literally just like, if I'm not doing nothing, I just like throw the ball and like make it hop and I like pick it up at the perfect time. People like like Dante, what are you doing? Come back over here. And I'm just like, I'm just practicing if I get a touchdown. <laughs> and it ended up happening, it fell right in my hands and took it to the house. I was just thinking about like, damn, I do this in practice almost every mm-hmm. day and it actually happened. My coach always tell me you get one opportunity every year. So pretty cool there's a perfect picture that captures that moment too uh aaron donald's in front of you jalen ramsey is in front of you yeah. and it looks like you're trust falling just yeah. back into the end zone yeah that's definitely one of the most coolest pictures i ever seen um of me just being in action just celebrating with my teammates and scoring a touchdown is something i pitch i always have you know for the rest of my life mm-hmm. speaking of jalen what's it been like having him come over from jacksonville to join you as a ram it's been fun you know jalen's uh we go all the way back to like like, you know, college when I was, I think I hosted him in high school. I mean, when he was in high school. So um, we go way back and, um, you know, we definitely, um, you know, really close when we were in Jacksonville and stuff like that. So um, it was super cool to have him come here and, you know, especially, you know, when we, when we were together with each other in Jacksonville and just knowing how that was and how rough that was, um, just, you know, and I know how it was for me when I got traded and I was mm-hmm. on a plane. It was like I just took like a, a huge breath. Like it was just like a like a new start um, and just, you know, 
not looking back in the past. And uh, I think that's what he wanted and needed. Just a fresh new start and you don't get no better than being out here in LA, Los Angeles. So um, I'm just glad that he's, um, you know, out of that situation and just, you know, getting himself, um, you know, finding, getting himself right, I guess. I want to pick up on that thought in just a second, but before we get too far away from Jalen and your college days, did you happen to mention Florida 40, Florida State 17 yeah. to him at any point in the past week? Yeah, we killed him. But I think he already <laughs> knew that was going to happen, so he just knew he was going to take they, – they were going to take this one on the chin this year. It would be like that. But, um, you know, hopefully uh, – They'll try to at least make the games a little bit more intense. <laughs> but back to your previous point, it has been a little over a year yeah. since you joined this franchise. What has it meant to you to be a Ram and to experience everything that has come with being a Ram for the past 13 months? It meant the world to me. It means the world to me just to be able to just to have an opportunity um, that I was really you know, ready for, I guess I could say, just mm -hmm. kind of getting that opportunity taken away from me. And then... You know, they had some more talented guys that, you know, that they liked um, that wasn't getting in trouble off the field and they was doing their thing on the field. So they decided to go with them people, which is totally understandable. But um, the real, like, like you just know, like it was like one of them things, like, you know, when you, like you're a freshman or something, you're on a varsity team and like you're better than the varsity players and stuff like that, but you kind of got to like wait your turn out and stuff like that. It was like one of those situations, like I, I know I'm good and things like that, but you know, I kind of, you know, laid this bet for myself. So I, I have to deal with it and I dealt with it. And, um, you know, I was able to get a call from Les and say that it was going to trade for me. And I just looked at it as another opportunity and just looked at the things that I did with my first opportunity that I had and that I didn't, you know, do good with. And I just told myself I'm not going to do that. And, um, you know, I just looked at it as, looked at it as that and never looked back and um, tried to make this as best as it's been a, a really good opportunity. And I'm just happy I'm out here in L.A. Mm -hmm. and just having fun and playing with this team. I was able to go to the Super Bowl, something I always dreamed about as a kid. So um, it was very special um, just mentally um, when I first got here. And um, it was super fun. I was able to be out here on the West Coast. That was my first time, like, on the West Coast living out here. And it was just super cool. Given everything you just said, if I were in your shoes, and, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not even flexible enough to touch my toes, much less kick my <laughs> leg as high as you do. But it, it would be difficult for me not to look ahead to this offseason and what it might bring for obvious reasons, right? How are you handling those thoughts and those emotions in terms of, man, what comes next in 2020? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not really thinking about that part. Like, mo like I'm just thinking about, like, now, like, we, if we went out, you know, um, well, when we went out, we'll have a good chance of getting the playoffs. I'm just getting my mind right for that stuff and just finishing out the year really strong and, like you said, accomplish things uh, that uh, that I can accomplish, like the uh, eight and a half sacks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I Career did that coming off the, you know, I, I did that coming off the bench, you know, when I was in, in Jacksonville. And just things like that when I was coming off the bench in Jacksonville and still was able to manage to get eight, eight sacks, I just knew, like, when my time came up, I would be ready but, um, you know, things like that, that'd be something cool to do. Because it would never hurt to have a career year and a contract year, right? Yeah. But That's what I all mean, pros like, hope I, for. I don't really care about the kind. Like, I just want to get, like, made this clear. Like, I don't care about, they, people say contract year, contract year. Like, I've been playing this game since I was four. I was raised by um, a football coach from my dad. Mm -hmm. and, like, we just genuinely love the game, you know. This game, um, you know, did a lot for me being able to, you know, get me a scholarship to go to college. Um, something I was able to do that 
a lot of people in my family wasn't able to do and just was able for me to venture out and meet new people and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. I, I know money comes with it, but, you know, at the end of the day, I love this game so much. I find it really intriguing what you said a second ago, and that is like the easiest way to extend your time with the Rams, no matter what, is to make the playoffs, Yeah, right? You can guarantee that you're wearing horns in January 2020 yeah. by taking care of your business from here on out. What about those playoff chances? Is that a motivating force right now for this locker room? Well, that's just us. That's our mentality. We're mm-hmm. winning. We have a winning mentality and we're winning team and we know we belong in, you know, those type of situations, being in playoffs and things like that. So um, we just got to, you know, keep our heads down and keep working. We know what's ahead of us and we just got to block out all the outsiders and, you know, keep, you know, stay close and tight uh, knit as we are and, you know, keep winning every week, week in and week out, take it one week at a time and, before you know it, when we all look back, um, I think we'll be, I think we'll be where we want to be. You also referenced growing up the son of a football coach, and on the personal side, you are Dante Fowler Jr. I'd love to know about Senior, maybe your mother as well, yeah. and what they've meant to your career. They meant a lot. Like I feel like they sacrificed their lives for me. Like to be honest with you, like my mom, she was a registered nurse. My dad, he was correction officer and worked for the city and things like that. But um, you know. The stuff that we could have did, like we could have traveled and all that stuff, but literally everything we did was just football. Hmm. You know, my dad was, um, he was a diehard no. So when we was a kid, I was a diehard no. And he took us, well, my cousin Chris Davis was a receiver at the time at Florida State. So he just took us, you know, to like the spring games at Florida State. He took me to the Florida spring game, you know, when I was like, probably like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So I always like, you know, saw myself and envisioning that. But, you know, they meant a lot to me. They sacrificed everything, getting us to camps, just doing whatever they want us to do, getting us the equipment that we needed when we were kids. My mom having a lawn chair and going out watching us practice. Sometimes my mom would like work a 12-hour shift and then that's the next day she'll have to go to work. But we'll have a game at like 5.30 and I remember sometimes, like, my mom would be at the game, and I'd be watching my mom leave, and i have to wait because she had oh. to go to work. But, like, she'll leave, like, during my game and stuff. So, I mean, it's really cool just to um, – they got me here, to be honest with you. I, I would not be here if it wasn't for them, so I appreciate them. And then one way that I've heard that you kind of show love back is on a recent occasion driving down to LAX – through the thick of traffic, right? Yeah. To pick them up from the airport so that they could see you play at the Coliseum. Yeah. Definitely. That's love, man. Coming yeah. down from Thousand Oaks to pick someone up at LAX. That's that's love. You got to love somebody <laughs> for real to do that. For real. Uh, and your family is growing too. I understand you're adding to the next generation. Could you yep. tell us about your children, what it's like to be a father? I love, man. It's the best. They give me so much. They're the world. They're just, uh, just a ball of energy. Um... My two younger boys, Daniel, I have a, a two-year-old, Daniel Dante, and I also have a, a he's turning a year old, December 13th, D'Angelo. So um, those are my two boys. And then Damari, I have him back at home in St. Petersburg. So um, those are my boys. I love them to death. And um, to be honest with you, I think I wouldn't be the person that I am now without them. So um, I love them. I'm happy that I was able to have all boys. I don't know how people feel about that. But when you have a boy, that's the best thing in the world. I mean, girls are, you know, are great too. But, you know, there's nothing like just having another another you. 
Everyone, I wish you could see the beaming smile on Dante's face right now when he talks about his kids. As a parent myself, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Last thing, and then we'll let you get to your off day. I heard you're a car guy. Is that true? I'm not a car guy. I just, the cars that I get, they're they're eye-popping. Eye-popping. All right, tell us about yours, and then I also want to know who's got the nicest ride in the Rams parking lot. Well, it's a lot of nice rides. I'm going to be honest with you. But on my rides, I have a range, a supercharged Range Rover. I put a V8 engine in there, and um, oh, I think I put a V10 engine in there. Um, I have a Lamborghini Urus. It's like a Lamborghini SUV because I can't fit in the regular Lamborghinis. <laughs> so, um, but I got a Lamborghini Urus because, like, literally all my life, ever since I first laid eyes on the like the little toy Lamborghini cars, I was like, I gotta have one of these. And like, I always wanted to have one, but then it was the stereotype, like, oh, you shouldn't get a Lamborghini when you first come in and get your money. So I didn't do it. So um, finally, um, when I had signed this one year deal, I was like, oh, man, it's time. I have, it's, it's, it's only right for me to do it. It's time to rock they, out. They made a Lamborghini that fits you. Like, you have <laughs> it was to meant get to it. be. It was meant to be. So, um, but, I mean, Corey has a Lamborghini Urus as well, and um, it's blue, um, and blue is my favorite color. So just to see that car is like that's that's beautiful to me. But it's a lot of cars. Eddie has a beautiful um, Urus, and um, you know, Brockers has a really nice uh, Rave. So um, you hear that, Rams fans? His favorite color is blue. <laughs> Mental note: <laughs> that is. Uh, well, Dante, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate your time. Cannot wait to see what you do here in this last month of December. We do hope that you finish up with career best totals and that you uh, lead this Rams group back to the postseason. Yeah. For Dante, I'm JB. For Matt Israel on the board, coordinated by Travis Langer. Thanks to our maestro, Joy Hirsch, and Jack McClendon for letting us record in his office. Thank you for listening to Rams Reveal. Before you go, we'd love it if you could leave a comment and a review. We will see you in prime time for Sunday Night Football, the Seahawks and the Rams. Rams.